One of the biggest perks of being an entrepreneur is that you get to carve out your own path. You get to make all the decisions without having to have a meeting or pitch anybody. The downside is that there's nobody there who's going to guarantee that your path is going to lead anywhere, much less where you want it to. You and you alone are in the driver's seat. So today we're going to talk about how to go about finding your way, how to make good business decisions and uh, good changes and smart purchases in a world and an industry buzzing with exciting and enticing diversions. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Hey guys, so I just got back from Photo Native, which is a photo conference in the absolutely stunning Santa Barbara, California. And I am in the thick of preparations for the conference that I run called the Family Narrative, uh, which is a conference for family photographers. And every time that I attend a photo conference or a workshop, I honestly have to pinch myself a little bit because (laughs) have you guys ever been to a conference for some other kind of work like a medical conference or a manufacturing conference or life insurance or I don't know, something like that? Uh, Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from those professions at all, but I have to say, (laughs) I feel like we photographers kind of won the conference lottery, right? We have way more fun at our conferences in this industry than I think most other people do, and for sure, they're hosted in much more beautiful locations. Conferences and workshops are such an amazing way to connect with people in an industry that is often kind of lonely. And there's no end to the inspiration that you can get listening to speakers and even just talking to other people, whether you're inspired to try a new technique uh, with your camera or spruce up your website or totally overhaul your pricing. And of course, that kind of inspiration isn't limited to when you go to a conference. You can be inspired in all kinds of places. You can go to a museum and get inspired. You can certainly go to a camera store (laughs) and get inspired to spend lots of money. Our problem as entrepreneurs and artists is usually that we have too many ideas and too many sources of inspiration rather than too few. But figuring out what changes to make, when, and in what order can be really hard, uh, especially when you're just starting out and your business is a constant series of changes and choices. It is super easy to get caught in like one case of bright, shiny object syndrome right after the next, whether it's a new set of presets or a new lens or a new workshop. And some of those bright, shiny objects are a total waste of your time and money, no doubt. (laughs) But it's also not the best idea to just ignore all the bright, shiny objects because some of them will definitely have the potential to dramatically change your business for the better. Differentiating between the two is really one of the hardest tasks that we have as entrepreneurs. So I want to talk a little bit today about how I have learned to navigate those kinds of decisions in my business in a way that has generally gotten to a point where it serves me pretty well. So 
I think of my big overarching goal of being in business, kind of like the top of a mountain that I'm hiking. You can't always see the top, uh, but you know it's there. And there's a trail and some signposts, and you periodically do get glimpses of the top. But it can feel confusing sometimes because there are a lot of forks and twists in the trail. If you've ever hiked up a mountain, you know that on most trails, there are going to be times when you walk downhill for a while, even though the eventual destination is up. And if you're dying to get to the top as fast as possible, those downhill stretches can feel disconcerting. Did you take a wrong turn? Maybe you should turn around. (laughs) The way I see it, there are four ways to figure out your way up the mountain. The first is by pure instinct. You put on your blinders and you kind of follow your nose. You avoid spending any time or money on the things that other people recommend or teach. You just figure it out. Some people are better at this than others, for sure. But for the most part, that path is a hard one, and it is going to be filled with mistakes and wrong turns and missed opportunities. And it's also an extremely lonely path, which can make the trail less fun no matter how much success you eventually achieve. The second way up the mountain is by asking questions of the people that you meet coming the other way on the trail, the people who have already been to the top. And those are those educators at the conferences or the workshops that you go to. And maybe they're also your photography inspirations on Instagram or people that you have um, sort of set up on a pedestal as examples of what you would like to achieve. So those people coming the other way, they smile encouragingly and they tell you how great it is at the top. And that gives you some motivation to go on knowing that if they can do it, so can you. And sometimes they'll give you good advice. Uh, Be sure to avoid that muddy patch or turn left at the big spruce tree. But unless you're standing at that spruce tree, the, the one that they're talking about, and they're telling you to go left right there, by the time you get to the spruce tree, you might have forgotten whether they said left or right. And you might find yourself questioning whether this is the specific spruce they were talking about. And... Sometimes that person coming the other way on the trail gives you advice that isn't so great. Like, hey, look at this shirt that I'm wearing. It's the best shirt for this hike. (laughs) You should should get this shirt so that your hike is better too. And maybe that shirt is a better hiking shirt, but it would need to be a lot better to make stopping and getting a different shirt a a more, um, a wiser choice than just continuing on with the one that you're wearing. And no matter how great the shirt is, it's not going to be of any use to you if you're going the wrong way. Quick time out. You've probably heard me mention the Simple Sales System, but maybe you don't know what that is just yet. The Simple Sales System is a revolutionary strategy that I developed in my own business based on the lessons I learned from over seven years of in-person sales. I took those lessons and reverse engineered them into an automated online process that guarantees profit with each and every session while reducing my sales workflow to literal minutes. No software, no gimmicks, just a well thought out system that takes the pain and sliminess out of selling and allows you to make a reasonable income as a photographer. If you're interested in learning how it works, I'm teaching the entire process for free and you can grab your spot at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple. Now back to the show. The third way up the mountain is almost always the best, but it can also be the hardest 
to come by. And it's oftentimes, unless you're really lucky, it's often the most expensive. And that is to hire a guide, which in the case of photography would be like um, getting a coach or a mentor who is working with you one-on-one. So having a guide with experience on the trail on how to get to the top, that's going to dramatically increase your chances of actually reaching the top because that person has been there and they know the way, they can coach you in real time as you avoid that muddy patch and turn left at the spruce tree. And if you have or can establish a relationship with an experienced mentor and you take their advice, you are on your way. But like I said, guides aren't always easy to come by. So a couple of things about guides. First, you need to be sure that the guide that you choose knows the way to your mountaintop. Now, that's not to say that their goals need to be exactly the same as yours or that their clients need to be exactly the same as your clients, but you don't want a guide whose values and methods are too far off from yours or whose strategies don't sit well with you. So in the mountaintop metaphor, you don't want to hire a rock climber who wants you to scale a cliff face if you're more of like a gentle slope kind of hiker. Second, you should really mostly stick to one guide at a time. So there are lots of different paths to the top of a mountain, but getting there requires a certain amount of shutting out the noise. If you have too many guides telling you what to do and when, you can easily waste a lot of time hopping from one path to another and not making any real progress. So if you find a guide whose pace and strategy works for you, I recommend that you stick with their plan and you don't let yourself get too distracted. And then the last way up the mountain, the fourth way, if you don't have a guide, the next best thing you can have is a map. Your map is a plan for getting to the top And if it's carefully drawn, you can trust it 99% of the time. If you're following the map and you're walking downhill for a while and you get nervous, you can check your map and feel confident that the path will eventually lead up again. And if you run into someone headed down the trail coming from the top and you're, you know, walking up the trail, you can listen to their advice and reference it on your map. And that will help you understand better what it is that they're talking about And maybe you can make notes on the map at the appropriate place for when you get there and you can refer back to it. And maybe you compare what they're saying to your map and you realize that they're on a different path entirely. So the advice that they're giving you, maybe it's really well-meaning, but maybe it doesn't apply to you. So what I want you to do is think about the map for your business. And in order to do that, I want you to work backward. First, you need to make sure that you're really clear on what the top of your mountain is. What is your big overarching goal in your business? And then you start to figure out the path that's going to get you there. And you do that by asking a series of how questions. If your top of the mountain goal has to do with, for instance, making a certain amount of money, that's a math equation where you then ask, okay, so how many clients do I need? And how much do they need to spend with me for a session or a wedding or whatever? Once you get that number, the next how question is, how do I get those people to hire me? Or how do I find people who can pay that amount of money? You, There are going to be a lot of questions that come up and you work backward. And each time you say, how, how do I get there? How do I get there? Now, 
I realize that sounds really simple, but you would be surprised at the number of people who just kind of show up at the trailhead and start walking, and they have no idea what they're aiming for. Those people are the most likely to get confused and lost, and they're the most likely to waste time backtracking every single time that there's a slight dip in elevation, and they're most likely to think, oh yeah, maybe if I get that shirt, I'll make some progress. Following the map won't always be fun. Sometimes it'll mean that you would really like to get a new shirt, but you know that that's not going to help you on the next stretch of trail, so you don't. And sometimes there will be unforeseen issues that the map isn't going to account for. Maybe a stream washed out the trail (laughs) or a bear is there blocking your path. And that's when guides and even hikers going down the mountain can be a huge help. But if you make a map that works for you and you stick to it, it will get you to the top eventually. That's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash podcast. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by telling a photographer friend or leaving me a review on iTunes. As always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.